Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. I am going to read and lead, you'll read with me, Proverbs 25, 11 through 12. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. I'm listening now. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. No worries. Before I uh, we dive into the sermon, the, the, the scripture this morning, um, Nathan mentioned the chili cook-off, which is, happens to be a, a favorite uh, tradition of, of mine that we started sometime in the last five years or so. Uh, but to be honest, the chili cook-off has been kind of a roller coaster. One year we'll get like uh, 10 chilies and like 15 apple pies, and the next year we'll get like three chilies and like five apple pies. Now, if the chili cook-off has to die, I'm willing to let it. But I just want you all to know that it depends on you. So the sign-up sheet is right here. I would, I would prefer not to see it die. Um, that's November 6th. Two weeks from today, I believe, um, sign-up sheet is right there. So um, yeah, that's the end of that rant. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's stop and say a word of prayer before we continue. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you that there is beauty and power in your word. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to see that beauty, and to experience that power. Um, Lord, just uh, fill me this morning as I seek to communicate your truth. Lord, fill each one of us. May we, uh, may our hearts be ready to receive it. And Lord, may it uh, result in a life of faithful obedience to you. Um, we love you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, many of you know, but some of you may not, that we have been in the book of Proverbs for the last 25-ish weeks. Um, we we kind of have a, a plug every week for the book of Proverbs. It's, it's a book of wisdom, we know this. Um, it was, uh, most of it was written by King Solomon, uh, one of the wisest men, or the wisest man to ever live. Um, and the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. So, uh, one thing we also often say is, if you have not made a daily scripture reading a, a normal rhythm or pattern of your life, the book of Proverbs is a great place to start. Um, one chapter a day, whether you want to start at chapter one um, and go through, or if you just want to look at the calendar and say, well, uh, today is the 23rd, let me read the 23rd chapter. Um, for me personally, uh, the book of Proverbs has been something, it was one of the first books that I started when I began reading scripture, and it's actually one uh, that I have come back to after seasons of um, not being in God's word. So uh, that's a little bit about the book of Proverbs. Um, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about words and how we use them. Um, all throughout the book, you'll see all kinds of uh, short snippets um, that, that guide us and instruct us and give us wisdom about how to use our words. And the, the Proverbs that we're going to look at today 
uh, may be one of the more well-known proverbs. Who, who has heard this apples of gold proverb before? Raise your hand. Yeah, there's like uh, podcasts named after it, uh, books named after it. Um, it's, it's kind of a common one, you know. So when I read through chapter 25, I thought, might as well just pick the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you guys are very kind. <laughs> um, during my sermon prep uh, this, this week, I kind of hit a lull, and uh, I went where I always go, and that is YouTube. Um, <laughs> and uh, I found a, uh, a, a video called The Power of Words, and it, has, uh, it had 30 million views. And I was like, oh, this, this should be interesting. Well, in the, in the video, um, it starts off, you see a man who's sitting out in front of a, uh, what looks like a government building. He's sitting on the ground. He has a coffee tin can next to him, and he has a cardboard sign. And on the sign it says, I'm blind, please help. And so for the first minute or so of the video, uh, we see people walking by and kind of taking notice and throwing him a couple coins. Um, but largely, he, he's, he's not really getting that much, and it's pretty evident. And all of a sudden, uh, a woman dressed in you know, business attire kind of walks in front of him. She walks past him, and then after she gets about three feet past him, she stops. She turns, and she looks at his sign, and she walks over in front of him. And without putting anything in his tin, she picks up his sign, and at this moment, he begins, he's blind, so he begins to feel her, her feet to, to try and uh, see who's in front of him, to identify them. And she takes a marker out of her bag, and she begins to, she turns it around, and she begins to write something else on a piece of cardboard. And without putting any money in the tin, she places the sign back where it went, facing the opposite direction, so that what she wrote is facing out. And very quickly, people begin to generously give. This guy can hardly keep up with all the, the coins and the money that is being placed right in his feet and putting it in his can. And sometime later, um, she comes back by, and she walks, and she stands right in front of him. And again, the blind man reaches out and feels her shoes, and he recognizes them. And he says, what did you do to my sign? To which she replied, I wrote the same with different words. At that point, we're all wondering, what did she write on the sign? And the camera pans back. And on the other side of the sign, she had wrote, It's a beautiful day, and I can't see it. To me, that video is a great parallel to this proverb because it, it illustrates both the beauty and the power of a word fitly spoken. As I read this, this proverb, I had this, the, the biggest question that it brought to my mind is, what makes a word fitly spoken? Is it when a, a group of people are motivated or convinced? Is it a word that gets people to laugh? Is it a word that uh, brings comfort or hope? A word that protects someone else? Words that are truthful? I think it could be any or all of those things. But I came up with three characteristics of what I believe a word fitly, all words fitly spoken embody. And I'm going to dig into them with you. These three characteristics are the right words in the right way at the right time. 
So let's talk about the right words first. Uh, first, the right words at any given moment can be a difficult thing to measure, right? There, there are so many words. We have uh, a choice at every turn to, to use a different set of words. Um, so many ways to say any different thing. So it's hard to measure which words might be right. But Jesus said that it's from the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks. So with that in mind, I think that the right words at any given moment are the ones that come from a right heart. I think back to when Jesus uh, was asked, what is the greatest commandment? To which he responded, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says this, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So if our words are an overflow of our heart, and our hearts are to be filled with love for God and others, then I thought, we ought to look to love for God and neighbor as a guide for our words. This brought me, you guys are kind of uh, getting an inside of my brain, like how I process. Hopefully you can follow along. But this then brought me to uh, the famous love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. And if you've been to a wedding or, or, or some kind of a, a, a ceremony like that, you've probably heard it. Um, I'm going to read it, but I'm going to replace the word love with the right words. So this is what it would say. The right words are patient. The right words are kind. The right words are not spoken in envy or pride. The right words do not boast or dishonor others. The right words are not self-seeking. They are not easily angered. They keep no record of wrongs. The right words do not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. The right words always protect. They offer trust, hope, and perseverance. Simply put, the right words always come from the right heart, and the right words are spoken truthfully out of love for God and neighbor. Second part, words fitly spoken are the right words in the right way. Presentation matters. It just does. In that Power of Words video, I, that's, again, the perfect illustration because the message was the same. This man needed help. He was asking for help. But the way that it was communicated made all the difference. This, this proverb um, compares a word fitly spoken to a piece of ornamentation or jewelry. This is the apple of gold in the setting of silver. It's giving us a picture of, of like a piece of jewelry or, or some kind of um, delicate, fine ornamentation. When you go to a jewelry store, um, the lighting and the presentation of the jewelry is very strategic, right? It's very bright. It's these bright white light. It makes everything shine and catch your eyes. I remember when I picked out my wife Trisha's engagement ring, and I went to go see a jeweler, and I was like, wow, yeah, this ring is awesome. Like, just look at it shine. It has just that perfect look. She's going to love it. And uh, then I brought it home back to my bachelor pad at the time, and uh, I would take it out of the drawer every once in a while just to look at it because it was a few weeks after I actually got it. And I remember thinking, like, 
is this even the same ring? Like, what, did they like pull a fast one on me? Like, it looks so much better when I was in that jewelry shop, right? But it was. Um, and uh, I actually remember, uh, I think when we were engaged, we, like, we, we realized this, that, like, man, it really looks awesome when it's under some really bright light. And I think we were in a mall one time, and we actually, like, swung through the jewelry store just so we could look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the right words can be beautiful in themselves, but when they're presented in the right way, they take on a whole different beauty. Um, on the other hand, the right words presented in the wrong way can actually have the opposite effect, um, the, whether the, the intended effect or um, you know the words might take on a whole different meaning. Proverbs 12:18 says, "There's one who speaks rashly, like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing." So, church, listen. Speaking truth doesn't give us permission to use it like a sledgehammer. The world, it's true, the world needs to hear the good news about Jesus. They need to hear that God created us in relation, to be in relationship with him. They need to hear that our sin separates us from God. They need to hear that our sin cannot be removed by our own good works. They need to hear that Jesus, because of his great love, he came to earth, that he lived the perfect life, died in our place, and rose again for us so that we could be forgiven and set free from the penalty of sin and the power of sin in our lives. And everyone who believes in him shall uh, be forgiven, saved, and, and have eternal life, and that that life begins today and lasts for eternity. We need to speak that message. Um, people need to hear the complete gospel. However, when we throw gentleness and kindness out the window, we're actually moving removing the key component of the message. The gospel without God's kindness is not the gospel at all. Romans 2 tells us that it's indeed God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And when we remove the kindness and gentleness, we often end up doing more damage than good, and people don't actually hear the good news of our message. Um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, uh, a number of us gathered here for a parenting seminar uh, which was uh, by Paul Tripp. He's a, an author, speaker, pastor. And there was three sessions, and he used this illustration in the, the last session, which was specifically for uh, parents of adult children and grandparents. And he, he said that you can tell if a home is being condemned or restored by the tools outside of it. Right? He said, uh, if there's a wrecking ball outside of the home, they're not going to be restoring that baby. They're going to be tearing it down. And the same is true with how we use our words. Sure, there are things that need to be removed or taken away in a restoration process, but this needs to be done with great care. And if we share a word of truth, but we deliver it like a wrecking ball and it doesn't end up building up, we have not loved others well, nor have we been a good representation of God. John 3.17 uh, tells us that Jesus did not come to condemn. He came to restore. And if our words are spoken in the right way, they will also do the same. Lastly, at the right time. Uh, knowing when to speak requires patience and listening. 
The thing that, that may be more rare than a word fitly spoken is actually a listening ear. And that's the second verse in our reading today. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. See, if we continually try and spew out advice, people will tune us out pretty quickly. This is why it's important to have patience, to listen. Listen to people's needs, longings, hopes, hurts, and fears before we give unsolicited advice. All too often I see Christians trying to give answers to people without even ever being asked a question. We have to stop trying to answer questions that people aren't asking. Instead, we need to humble ourselves to take the posture of a learner, to listen to people, the people around us, and to the Holy Spirit, and ask God's help to discern what is the thing that they are longing for that only can be met in Christ. I believe that the gospel has an answer for all the deepest longings of our hearts. If you believe that, listen for the desire, listen to the desires of others as they speak and ask good questions that draw out what they're looking for. Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, The purposes in a man's heart is like a deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. See, if you show care for someone faithfully, listening and asking good questions, they will eventually reciprocate. And when they do... It's our job to be honest, to be truthful, to share how God has changed you, to share how he is restoring you, to share the gospel, to share how much God loves them and wants to restore them and give them life and peace and hope. And let me say this, don't get weird if the person you share that with doesn't fall on their knees and accept it right away. It's okay. Keep coming around. Keep being a good and faithful friend. Keep asking them good questions and listening. The verse that that sums this up perfectly uh, is 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16, which says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. We can't do this without an utter dependence on the Holy Spirit. We don't have the wisdom. We don't have the uh, insight. We can't read people's minds. We need his help. He's our helper and he is our strength. So the three characteristics of a word fitly spoken, the right words at the right time and in the right way. Here's the thing. We all fall short of this sometimes. I can't, tell, I can't tell you how many times a week I think back about a conversation. I wish I said something different. I wish I spoke up. I wish I didn't speak. Um, but the book of James reminds us that to tame the tongue is a, a dang near impossible task. right? Uh, but there is good news for us. Even when we don't have the words, even when we speak when we shouldn't, even when we speak the wrong words in the wrong way at the wrong time, there is one who was and is and will be the perfect word for us. Galatians 4, 4 through 5 says, But when the, to- when the set time had fully come, other translations say, At just the right time, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption to sonship. 
Jesus was the perfect word of God who took on flesh and at just the right time, in just the right way, redeemed us so that we could be adopted into God's family. His actions were the perfect representation of a love for God and a love for others. And the blood that he shed on the cross speaks a better word over us, not crying out against us for our condemnation, but speaking for our liberation. Jesus patiently stood silent before his accusers, absorbing their blows so that one day he could stand before the Father and speak on our behalf. And at the resurrection, he showed that death has has no power and that he will have the final word and that nothing, not even death, can stand in the way of God's love for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus, the word who became flesh, is the most beautiful and powerful (laughs) word we can have or offer to a lost and broken world. I pray that God would give us wisdom and compassion to share this good news, the word about Jesus, in a way that is fitly spoken, and that we would see his beauty and his power right in our midst. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you um, for the beauty and the power of your word. We thank you for the beauty and the power of the gospel that Jesus, the perfect Son of God, became like us, sinful humans, so that we could become like him. We thank you that um, this gift is paid in full. Though it cost Christ everything, Lord, we can receive it by simply putting our faith and trust in you and surrendering ourselves to you. God, whether uh, someone is hearing this for the first time this morning or for the 10,000th time, Lord, I pray that the gospel would continue to transform the lives of those who hear it and are willing to submit to it. We love you, Lord. May all of this uh, be for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.